0: Welcome to a beautiful another episode of Parrot Gaming Productions. Where today here's Valentine's Day week, where it's Lover's Friday, I guess. I don't know. Um, got a couple of new things to talk about. Modern Warfare season. Modern Warfare season two, 68 gigabyte update Oh my banana sandwich what in the heck are they updating that is just like dudes for real like what are you updating i don't understand what you're actually updating for 68 gigs i mean does it really take like i kind of think that they're setting the groundwork for a battle royale session which with call of duty i'd be pretty interested in trying just because I like the way that Call of Duty plays. I like the style of it and I'm not a big fan of of all the, uh, you know, the, the PUBG and the game that I refuse to talk about that that looks like a cartoon. But I mean it they have got a new gun out. They got well three new guns is what it looks like. And then they also allow you to play as a revamped Ghost uh, character that they used to, uh, they they had in the original Modern Warfare. His name was Ghost, but like I, I see, I've seen a lot of people online who are really upsetty spaghetti that they're like, "That's not Ghost, that's not who the dude is." And it's like, what? Chill, bro, ha. Huh? Uh, first off, this is a re a, a envisioned version of Modern Warfare, and the series is going. Did you not? Did you you know? Did you play the storyline? Did you see exactly what they were trying to do? Because if you actually play the storyline, you you actually will maybe oh I don't know be able to understand the freaking game and what's going on in said game. I I I I hate people that 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 have never played the game, that, that have never played the online version of the game. Like to me, if you if you've never played the storyline to a game that you're playing you're doing the game a disservice if all you ever want to do is play the online version and all you want to do is just play the the battle royale version and stuff like that like like dude no you can't just do that like this game that i'm playing here insurgency is a little bit different because it it, there is no storyline it is just a it is just a multiplayer game where all you do is you just run around and you just take out the enemy and stuff like that but in battle, in, in Call of Duty and in Battlefield and stuff like that, in, in those games, there's actually a storyline for a, oh, I don't know, for a freaking reason, because it kind of gives you the backstory. It kind of gives you the idea of what's going on. And they are, I will say this about the new Modern Warfare, holy sandwiches. Do they have, they are, their storytelling is on point. There's one mission that really pissed me off. But that's because I'm not very good at those missions. If you ask me to go stealth, I'm not. And, and stealth is optional. They're like, hey, it's it's a kind of stealthy mission, but you can go loud and proud if you want. I'm gonna go loud and proud. I'm gonna bust out the two forty nine and just because <laughs> I don't. I do not stealth well at all. I suck at stealth so so much. Um, so, but other than that, like the game had. The game had like five or six missions that just blew my mind that were absolutely fantastic. The storyline in its own right was awesome. I liked everything that, that went along with the storyline. And, you know, when I'm, when you're playing multiplayer and you're seeing some of the things that they're coming up with, you really start to understand the game and you really start to understand the lore behind it. And I'm a big fan of, of lore. Um there's a there's a lot of things that I a lot of games out there that I believe are really fun to play with, especially when you know the lore like, for instance, Witcher, the Witcher series, I tried to pick up the Witcher series and I couldn't get it to work for my PC. So I, I ended up having to ask for a refund for it. But it's, it's one of those storylines where I can see why a lot of people like the lore because I, I ended up watching the, the first series on Netflix the first season and it looks pretty darn pretty damn good like i i like it a lot um in the this series the ozarks on netflix too i was watching and it's you know it gave a little bit of a backstory a little bit of backdrop and it it started you it kind of started you fresh in the action which I, i wasn't really too appreciative of but it gave you a little backstory into who you who they were who they uh you know what was going on and you really kind of got to see the the character development, which was, and th- that's the biggest thing is character development in the story, and I think Mon Warfare is doing an excellent job in there, and I I, I just kind of like what they're doing. I'm very interested to see what they have coming up and what's gonna be going on, but you know we'll we'll see what happens with it. So, but it was 68 gigs, and I I need a I need a I need an internet cable. So that way I can plug in my, my Xbox to my to my internet because that took almost like five hours to download and I, I kept having speeds of like 200 megabits a second to 50 megabits a second to seven to kilobytes per second and I was just like, oh my banana sandwich, you guys suck, come on now. And, and so it took me like four and a half hours because I was watching some YouTube in between and you know, wasting the internet on my phone and took too long to update. So, I I got to play it a little bit. Little little underwhelmed because they, they were coming out with the uh a new 556 uh m- rifle. And then they came out with the UMP45, which is something that I would complained about in the last video and what well, they call it the Striker 45 uh the Striker 45, but it's technically a the ump 45 and i'm i'm really excited to play with it but i have to get to tier 31 i think it is to actually play with the gun to unlock it okay first off i am not that hardcore i do not come home and play for like four out you know the four hours before i go to bed every night getting to rank th- like i think when season one like because i got it and then season one ended yesterday i think I think i was maybe at level 40 foo i got a ooh i got a i got some messages i was at uh, level 45 i think like that throughout the season and like it took me like a like 2 3 months to get to level 45 like nah man, nah bro i'm not going to spend you know that much time um i'm that's kind of why i'm glad that they reset your your uh, i do like how they reset your actual Rank because I, I was uh, I had just reached major and they're like hey now you're back down to staff ser- uh, staff sergeant and I was like um did I lose everything no everything's still up but okay I, I guess I'll be a staff sergeant and so I, I'm really hoping that the the rank progression and a lot of the a lot of the uh, objectives that you have throughout the game are gonna are gonna help me rank up faster so I'm gonna really start hammering on some of those. Uh, I'm gonna start doing a lot of shipment and rust 24/7 just to get a bunch of kills in there, uh, you know, and do as much as I can to rank up to get that UMP45 because I love that gun so much, and I really don't want to wait till almost the end of season two to to get it because I play I, I mess around with it in the bots in in the bots and it's got a cool little twelve it's got a 12 round magazine. Which I'm kind of like, Ugh, really a twelve-round magazine? Like it's a, it, it looks really stupid on the gun, but it's a two-round burst. It it becomes you you either go single shot or two-round burst, and I think they're hollow points. So I thought that was pretty badass. Where it uh it, it's two-round bursts, and it I played around with it, and the twelve-round magazine really didn't make that much of an impact. The only place that I can really see it becoming a problem is um, when you're playing in, in maps like Rust or in maps like Shipment or maybe even Shoot House where you know you, you you pull through two or three trigger pulls and you're halfway through your magazine, which isn't too bad, especially because the two-round burst seems to kill you within the two-round burst. So it's not too bad. But what I would say is that uh, I, I kind of wish they had a, a bigger magazine than 12 rounds to have a two-round burst. But that's neither here nor there. I didn't. I didn't spend much time with the uh, G A U five five six. I didn't really think it warranted that much of a that much of a playthrough. I, I feel like it's any other five five six weapon. I mean, I've used it plenty of times in, in an older game called Rainbow Six uh, Las Vegas Two, which that game used to be my go to before Modern Warfare and Battlefield took over. And I I enjoyed the gun. It, it was a nice gun. It, it worked quite well, and I'm interested to see what happens. But I'm really working towards. I'm gonna be really working towards the UMP forty five. I think I might get because I think you only need to be like rank five or seven or something crazy like that for the GAU fifty. The GAU five five six. So if I could really start ranking that gun up a lot and unlocking camos for it and, and doing all that other fun stuff, I think that I could get the UMP-45 real quick, real fast, which would be a very pleasant supplies. Um, that's really all I got for Call of Duty right now, because I, I know that's a game that I've been sticking with quite recently. I ended up, ooh, <laughs> that Molotov came out of nowhere, hit that guy directly. I ended up playing Battle... Uh, not Battlefield. I ended up playing Rocket League with Brandon a little bit. I haven't really played Battlefield all that often. Or not Battlefield, but Rocket League all that often. I think I have... I I think the last time I actually played was with him. And it's car soccer. I mean, there's not really much to say about it. It's car soccer. I mean, car soccer is just that. It's soccer with cars. I, I, I think it was... Uh, Oh, who was that? It, it was the, the car guys, the the three dudes that the did grand tour that actually ended up doing lot. they did like a real live version of car soccer. Which was absolutely hilarious to watch. But it it's it's one of those games where you're kinda of living out your a childhood, you know, where car you can blow other carbs up, you can ram into other vehicles, you can you can jump up. You can fly with boost. It, it's a very. It's it's not a. It's not like a real life fantasy game, but it is kind of a, a fantasy game. It, it's pretty awesome. I'll just say that much. Like if I if I had people to turn around with, and I wasn't just playing with a bunch of randos, uh, random people, I should say. I, I think it would be it'd be really fun. I just I don't I don't enjoy running around a, a game that. I don't have anybody to play with. I mean, modern warfare is a little bit different because I can kind of do my own thing, and I, I'm really, really good at it. So I don't mind running around with a, a bunch of randoms or blueberries, as I like to call them. So it, it's to me, it's it's not bad, but in a game where it's it's only you know two to two to th- two to four people, I'm not the biggest fan of just running around by myself. I don't, I don't think two to four people is is a fun game to play whereas you and a bunch of random other people that just don't talk because that's half of the that's half of the fun of the games where you actually get to run around and do stuff you actually get to talk to people and communicate with them and i i think that if you're not communicating or you're not talking to people while you're playing the game it's just not fun Uh, i remember a couple times uh, alex and i were playing world of warships and i i don't think that maybe he was particularly talkative where i was very talkative and i kept talking and i i don't know when i play games i just i gotta talk to people it, to me not talking to people or not doing something is just it's not fun i it, you do you it, it's like my social you know where some people go to the bars some people do this some people do that well i play video games and i talk to people that's my social aspect So I know everyone is kind of uh, maybe excited uh, from the Wednesday video that I put up or or the Thursday video that I threw up uh, about how I got a new Snowball Black Ice microphone. And from what I can tell so far, it sounds amazingly glorious. And I am super pumped about it. And I really like the way that everything sounds and turns out. I sound way more crystal clear. And I think you will agree too that I sound pretty nice. So I, I think it was a very worthy investment, especially for making these videos, because I, I feel like I kind of want to start chronicling my life on the interwebs, because I think it'd be a, a cool thing, you know, like my little brother, um, you know, my two little brothers, you know, Yoshi and, uh, well, Yoshi's his nickname, but, you, you know, like, uh, I, I just think that they would, they would maybe enjoy to watch some videos of me being stupid and, and you know, Hey, what's my big bro Jared up to? You know what's what's going on in his life nowadays, and I, I think that you know throwing up a, a podcast every week or so would be fun for them to to listen to and and understand what's up with big brother and and kind of see what's going on and and, and it'd be a, a fun way to communicate with everybody. So to uh, to my bros and hopefully my mom and uh, you know my daddyo that's listening on this. This is a weekly podcast that I'm just kind of. I know I said I would do it bi-weekly, but I think weekly is, is totes my goats even better and worth it. I I was thinking about hosting on iTunes for a little while. Alex told me that I, I should maybe try to, you know, look into hosting on iTunes. And iTunes does things a little kind of backwards. They don't ha- they don't give you the ability to just upload directly to the website. They actually make you go through a different hosting service. And I was reading I was reading through one of them, uh, a couple of the the hosting websites to where you could host your podcast. And I, I think the free uh, a lot of the free the websites that allow you to do it for free are only giving you like an hour and net like only like two hours or something like that to host for free and then your podcasts drop off after like a month and a half so i was like no i kind of want to do a podcast every week and a podcast every week would be well I, i mean a lot of these are about half hour 45 minutes so just you know for quick and easy maths here that's four weekends a month one hour each. That's four hours. And I don't really want my podcast to drop off after three months. So they want about, they want anywhere from like 25 to like 60 bucks a month to host all of my podcasts, to put them on iTunes eat, like, cause I, I upload it to the website and then I put it, they upload it to iTunes for me after the fact. And I was like, okay, that's that's kind of cool and all, but like, I really don't. I don't really want to spend 50 to 60 bucks a month, pl- uh, you know, paying to host a podcast that is not sponsored by anybody. That's a lot of money out of my own pocket to host a podcast to put it on iTunes. So I'm just going to continue to do what I do where I talk about random stuff and just throw it on YouTube and you guys can watch the video as a background. I do apologize I guess kind of sort of but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to figure out a way to host I think that's my next step is hosting a podcast and actually being able to put it out there as just an audio file so uh, you guys can either listen to it at 1.5 speed or two times speed to speed things up so you know it's not actually 45 minutes because i I, that's what i do sometimes with podcasts where i want to listen to them but i don't have much time i'll throw them at like two times speed or one and a half times speed and that seems to that seems to get them to go through but you get the gist of it and man does burt kreischer sound weird when he's laughing at 1.5 speed he's he's a great comedian to listen to at 1.5 speed his his giggles are funny. So I uh, continue to do everything on on YouTube's Yatube. Another another thing that I, I kind of wanted to touch on was uh, I'm I want to get back into reading comics. I, I really kind of want to jump back into that, and I, I I talk about this as much as I possibly can because I I like the I, I like the I like a couple of a couple of the. A couple of the comic books that Alex has actually hooked me up with, and, and a couple of them that I've I've read sporadic they sporadically that I've kind of picked up on my own. I Superman All Star. This was one of the, this was one of the very more modernized. Well, no, actually, I, I believe the first modern comic book that I actually legitimately read was uh, Wolverine Origins the the Wolverine Origins story where I. I got to listen to, you know, not listen, but I got to read about the bone claws, uh, you know, how he became to be who he was. And they gave, they gave him an amazing background and, oh my the movie ruined it. The movie sucked his, his origin, his origin story is about true for about two and a half seconds. And then it just totally deviates from what the comic book usually what the comic book actually has. And, and that really, that really threw me off. It really ups, I got, I got pretty upsetty spaghetti. And, and so what I ended up doing was I, I stopped reading for a while and then I picked it back up. I read a couple more Wolverine comics and then I remember that I met Alex and a lot, I, I would talk with Alex a lot and I ended up getting Superman All-Star. Superman All-Star is one of my favorite Superman comics. Uh, it really humanizes Superman. I mean, he is, yes, he's, he's a badass. Yes, he's, uh, you know, strong. The sun helps him out and stuff like that. I, I don't want to ruin it, but it really humanizes him as a character. And when you take somebody who is essentially, for lack of a better, you know, because he's, he's unstoppable, he's, he's, he's an immortal, but he's got a weakness, uh, you know, I, I don't want to use the phrase, he's a god. But he's, he's, he's up there. He's really up there with how powerful of a, of a being he is and all, all, a lot of the, the very interesting things that he can do. And then it's about him dying. Uh, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert, I guess, <laughs> after the fact. But, and I really liked the storyline. I liked how it went through. I, I liked how it, it kind of jumped left to right. And there was a lot of... There, the story was just ama- very well put together. I liked so much about it. It, it was a very, very good, well-readable, well easily-readable comic. I, I got uh, Deadpool Kills Marvel from Alex. That was another really good one. I got some comics from Alex about a Deadpool series. That story about, about Deadpool really was a hell of a story. I was thoroughly impressed by it, you know. They, these these guys, you know, I now I see why people got into comics. they' you know, these guys tell pretty, pretty awesome stories. The, the stories that they tell are very fleshed out. The stories that they have are are in depth. You know, it, it builds character. There's a lot of amazing things that go on in these stories, and I can see why comic books were. You know were huge before movies because they were basically movies before movies really caught on and they were just good you know marvel zombies that was an excellent storyline too uh, about how you know every you know marvel started becoming zombified that was badass I, I, like I'd, I'd 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 tell anybody to read that if i could Uh Superman fifty two is another one that I actually I haven't finished it. I've gotten uh into book I've gotten to about book three. Gotten part way through book three, I'm I'm gonna have to reread it. But uh book three of book five that I have and it it's kind of like a, a toned down version of Super Superman. He's not as strong, he's not as all knowing, he um he gets he gets whooped up on quite often. Uh, you know he ends up winning, but as with any superhero, you know your first encounter you always get whooped up on. it. It's kind of like Batman, uh, like Old Man Batman. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the the DC Old Man Batman movie where it was the the animated series. He faces a newer, stronger kind of enemy, and he just gets whipped. Like he just gets his ass kicked, and it's 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 not pretty. Like he he gets carried away. He has to re- tactically retreat, as I like to call it, and um, he ends up, you know, figuring out, oh, no, you know, like this, uh, this, this enemy that I'm facing has these weaknesses, and then there is, uh, it, it, it's one of the the most amazing cinematic sequences I've seen in, in an animated series in a long time, where he um, he whoops the shit out of the villain pretty heavily and he's just like you don't get it son this isn't just a mud pit this is an operating table and i'm the surgeon <laughs> i love that part that that scene was awesome cuz it really displays how smart batman was even even in his older in his older age you you take away the the you know you take away somebody's strengths and all of their their parts where they have the upper hand and they they just become a weak you know yeah if you put it in a position where you own all the cards like when we uh when we play sheep's head if i have all of the trump i'm going to win pretty ruthlessly because people don't have what they what they need and so one of the things that i i, I liked about it is just he he legitimately made him himself being command and control and he gave he gave himself the upper hand on everything, and he was able to just whoop up on this bad guy. It was awesome, and that's that's kind of what I like about Superman Fifty Two. Is he's it's almost kind of like he's a younger Superman, where he's just starting out becoming Superman. He doesn't really know his his own strengths, his own weaknesses just yet. He's not a hundred percent okay with himself, and I, I I like I like when superheroes are humanized. Just because of the fact that you can bring it to a level where it's like, oh, here's a, here's a demigod that you're about to face, Superman. Oh, by the way, you've been Superman for like five years now? Yeah, you about to get whipped. So th- those, th- those, those are some nice comics to read where y- you can really sympathize and, and feel with the, with the character. I'm not a big fan of when you, when you watch a, a, a superhero just do work, you know? Uh, like Infinity War, and you know, in an Endgame, where they really have to come together, and you really realize that you have to play to your strengths to be able to beat this supervillain. And to me, watching somebody evolve and watching the character, uh, you know, evolve into something that is that is li- like Tony uh, Tony Stark, watching his character go from the millionaire playboy, uh, you know, kind of just meh dude, where it's just like, he's, he'll never do anything like that. He's, he's not going to provide what you need to all of a sudden he, you know, and I'm sorry if you've missed it, but you've had plenty of time to watch it here. You know, he pulls the ultimate move. He, he does a self-sacrifice. And of course, you know, Dr. Strange is like, he's not going to self-sacrifice. If I tell him, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to play the move. If I tell him what to do, which is completely understandable because he's, you know, he, he's Tony Stark and he he thinks first and foremost about his kiddos and, and everything else like that. But to me, watching a character go from nothing to something is 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 some of the best some of the best cinematics. I'm all about the storyline. I love all that stuff. I know I've been repeating myself here a lot lately, so I apologize. It's just I'm really I'm talking to myself and I don't have anything. I don't have the ability to bounce off of people and remember where i'm at in the middle of a conversation um, but you, you know those are those are the kind of movies i enjoy if you, you don't have a good plot line if you don't have a good storyline i just cannot get into it i remember watching ghost rider with Nicolas cage and that sucked i just the acting was horrible the the cgi was pretty pretty awesome from what i remember way back when but i couldn't even put it on as background music uh, you know, just, you know, white noise. I remembered, I was like, I'm going to finish this, this damn movie. If, if, it, if it's the last thing I do. And I just, I couldn't finish it at all. I, I just, I could not believe how, how terrible the movie was. Uh, like the movie Fury. Fury was, was a pretty decent movie, but when you, when you jumped into the movie, you know, Brad Pitt, Shia LeBeau and the other dude, they all had these really, um, like, it was was already like their characters were developed. They already, you you, you didn't, they had this brotherly bond that couldn't be touched because they were tankers from the very beginning, and and I'm like, well, okay, that's great, but, you know, and then you throw the new guy in, and yeah, it's supposed to feel like it's awkward. It's supposed to be there where it's really, you know, you feel completely out of place, but when everybody starts dying in the movie... You don't, you don't really feel sorry for him because you don't have a backstory. You feel sorry for the kid that you've kind of watched grow up and, and kind of become somebody in his own right and starting to mix with the crew to where he becomes a part of the crew member. And then when everybody in the crew starts to die, I, I didn't feel that connection. And I really don't like it when you can't feel a connection with somebody. In a movie, if you take away the storyline and you take away the character development, there's really no feeling in the movies. And I... I hate that about movies when they force a perspective on you. I, I, I don't like it when people force things on you. There's uh, There's something Alex was showing me the other day where if you push somebody too hard on a topic or a subject, it can sometimes have the opposite effect on you where you don't really... um. When you force a perspective on somebody... It almost strengthens their resolve to continue to continue thinking the way they do. I, 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 I think it's called like the backfire effect or something like that, where if somebody has feelings X, Y, or Z, but you're like, hey, no, uh, you're totally wrong. A, B, and C are correct, and you really force that perspective on them, and you, you're like, no, you should believe in A, B, and C. You're stupid. This is dumb. I mean, here are the facts to back it up. Blah 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 blah. It almost sometimes will f- push them more and more to believe the X Y and Z, and that can sometimes be a bad thing. Speaking of bad things, we gotta talk about uh, the Burger King debacle. I uh, this 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 pissed me off more than anything. So there there are some Burger Kings that came up and i i'm a big fan of the impossible whopper it you know the plant-based patties and stuff like that they they taste good i like them i, I you know i i don't have anything wrong with them and uh before i put this out i'm gonna go try me uh, a hardy's uh impossible not impossible burger but um uh, oh what's that meatless patty that they have uh the it's not the impossible burger it's My buddy was just talking to me about it before I left work. It's the, oh, what is that called? What is that stu, what, okay, we gotta Google, our good friend Google here. Uh, Google, what is the meat, what meatless, meatless patties called? Not, oh, B, yeah, Beyond Meat. So it's uh, apparently they have the Beyond Meat burgers at uh, Hardee's. And I haven't been to Hardee's in quite a while. Uh, back when I was actually eating meat, I used to get one of their Southwest burgers. Oh, the the burgers at Hardee's were on freaking point. So I am thoroughly going to enjoy trying their Beyond Meat here in a little bit. Um, but so... so I, I you know I, I get off of work at about nine thirty, which means that I can I can reasonably make it from one side of my town to the other side of the town on the highway uh, within about fifteen minutes. So about nine forty five, I can show up on the other side of town, which is where Burger King is. I didn't I didn't know that there was one even closer, which I I, I tried to go to, but I showed up at about nine nine fifty ish. We'll just say nine fifty just for for ease here. And I, I, I strolled up and it looked like it was kind of getting shut down, but the online, you know, Google, my good friend, Google told me that they were open to 11. So I'm like, ah, I still got an hour left. They should be able to serve me. No big deal. So I roll up, there's a car in, in the, uh, in the number two window, actually waiting for their food. And I roll up and usually, you know, they greet you within about 30 to 45 seconds. Nobody's grating me. Nobody's saying, welcome to Burger King. Can I take your order or something like that? Thinking, what the hell is going on here? Nobody's talking here. Nobody's telling me, you know, nobody's greeting me. So I, I, I kind of lean into that. I lean towards the screen. I'm like, hello? And I, I try to, like, let, let them know that I'm there. And, like, 10, 15 minutes goes by. And nobody, like, acknowledge. Like, it's now, like, ten, like it's now 10 o'clock. Nobody has acknowledged the fact that I was there. Now, I'm not a Karen or whatever the male version of a Karen can be. But I'm I'm very understanding in the fact that when you when you clean clean up and you finish a a shift at a a fast food restaurant, you know, you're maybe making ten bucks an hour, maybe you know uh you know maybe even 950 you're making pretty garbage wage to be doing what you do i don't believe that they need to make 15 an hour but i you know i get it you're working at 9 10 bucks an hour to handle food and you're not you're not treated the best working in the service industry i get that so if you're closed up for the night or you're closing down shop for the night and you've cleaned up everything Come over the headset and be like, hey, man, we do apologize. We just cleaned off everything. You know, uh, you know, we, we're not going to be able to serve you tonight. Cool. I No, totally get it, man. I'll go somewhere else. But instead of just sitting there and freaking ignoring me for 10 minutes and not telling me, hey, we're closed for the night or, hey, we shut down for the night or something along the lines of, man, hey, we're sorry, we can't assist you right now. Dude, dude. You gotta be freaking kidding me! Like, come on! And I that that it just it upset me beyond. Like, if you just tell me what's going on, I'm pretty understanding. I totally get it. Like, if I call my bank, in the at, at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, I don't expect them to pick up for for about fifteen minutes. You know, I expect them to be helping other people with all their other issues that they have because I'm calling at noon when everybody's at lunch. So, which means everybody's calling in on lunch, trying to talk to their, you know, trying to talk to the bank. So I'm of the mindset, okay, no, that's fine. Go ahead. You know, take your time, do what you got to do. I'm going to get in, get out, get down, get off the phone. I'm going to help you move on to the next person because you don't deserve to just sit there and, and not be able to, you know, you don't deserve to have me just complain, I had to hold for 15 minutes, do you know, what... shut up, you just wasted three minutes of my time making somebody else's hold three minutes longer, because you want to complain, and you want to bitch about something, shut up, get in, get out, get over with what you need, hey, I need this, okay, I can do that for you, thank you, sir. thank you, ma'am, thank you, sir, I hope you have a great rest of your day, I hope that, uh, you know, it slows down for you, so you don't have to work too hard, and have a, have a good one, later in out done son that's that's how your interaction should be when you're during a very particular peak season you don't need to chime in and talk about how long the whole time is and all that garbage nonsense jog right off on that nonsense i uh i don't know just, just to me acknowledging the fact that i was there would have would have been nice you know it would have been nice just to be told hey man we're sorry but no they didn't. So I went to Burger King. I went back to him. And I was like, hey, man, I'm going to need your corporate your corporate office number. You know, I, I need a logic complaint about what happened the other night. So I was talking to the corporate. And, you know, I, I gave him the spiel. I gave him my story. And the guy was like, hey, what were you trying to order? I was like, uh, I was trying to order a double impossible Whopper, you know, an impossible Whopper with two patties. Because I'm a fat kid like that. And the guy's like, hey, what's your email? And this is my email and he sent me two free impossible whopper coupons. So I have coupons for two free impossible whoppers that I immediately used <laughs> and, and got some free food. So that that was pretty awesome. But did you guys hear about the lawsuit? That I, I, I know I'm like excited to talk about this lawsuit that's that's going on. So I've been kind of going back and forth between uh Alex. I talk a lot with Alex uh we might as well be uh, a married couple even though uh, we're, we're very straight and we are most definitely not going to marry each other. I, I talk to him about a lot of stuff just because he's, I feel like he's a very smart individual and I like to ping ideas back, on, back and forth off of him. But the, there's this dude who is suing Burger King for the Impossible Whopper because they made his Impossible Whopper on the grill that they make everything with all the other meats on now i remember watching some of the commercials i remember hearing about some of the commercials and i remember some very basic information about the impossible whopper and what it had to offer they basically they were just like it's a it's a plant-based patty they never said it was cooked differently they never said it was done any differently they just said that it is a plant-based patty uh now i have a, a buddy at work who is is, is vegan who sometimes is a vegetarian but he, he tries to stick to to being a, a hardcore vegan. And he's like, "Well, number one, they put cheese on there. They put mayo. Uh, you know, so most definitely, so, you know, it, it is definitely not a vegan a product." But the one thing that I that really gets me upset is that when somebody doesn't read the terms and conditions of something. And in this case here, the guy, legit, all the guy, like, because I, I remember the first time I ordered the Impossible Whopper, I was like, hey, man, how do you guys even make it? They're like, oh, we throw it on the grill. And he's like, if you really want to, to where it doesn't get con- contaminated, possibly with the other meats, you can, uh, you know, ask us and we'll throw it on the broiler for you. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. No, I don't, I don't mind, you know, having a little bit of beef fat. It soaked in a little bit of beef fat. But the guy was really upset that it... You know, it it wasn't cooked vegan-like. Well, did you do any research? Did they say they were vegan? Did they even mention that it was vegan? No, they just said it's a plant-based patty. It All he had to do is ask one or two questions or read into it a little bit. If he would have done just even a small amount of research, he would have found out that it is done XYZ way or it is this thing that you're looking for and I don't I don't appreciate that when people don't do the the kind of research that they need to do because I, I mean I've been working with terms and conditions for quite some time now and that is one of my biggest chief complaints because a lot of the people that I deal with are the people who don't deal who don't want to read the terms and conditions who don't want to read into what's going on you know I could give you so many countless examples of me talking to individuals about about something that they have or, or some, you know looking into a specific thing and they're like oh I, I want to do this and you're like no you that's that's way outside like I, I remember when I bought the Jeep and I wanted to change my payment due date till the end of the month well my due date is the 15th of every month because i, I read uh, i i bought my jeep at the beginning of the month and according to the terms and conditions and this is one thing that i missed uh you know i can only move my my due date by two weeks so two weeks from the first is the 15th and i called them up and it's like hey it would be really nice if i could have my due date at the end of each month and they're like yeah we can't do that for you it's like well why not and she's like well on line whatever of this on your terms and conditions we can only move it two weeks and I was like, can you send me a copy of that so I can see that and she was like yeah for sure so she sent it to me I was like oh bananas no you're totes my guts right my bad yeah so let's keep it on the fifteenth so um because the way you know the way I, I pay my Jeep I, I do two payments throughout the month I don't do one big payment I just do uh, you know half and half so I uh, it's it's kind of an interesting cycle but like. If I would have read the terms and agreements, I would have maybe, I would have maybe held off on buying the jeep until like maybe the fifteenth or something of the month, or waited towards the end of the month to buy my jeep. But you know, there's only so much that you can do against the terms and conditions of a policy. But it's just, it's just that little bit of research or just paying, paying attention to something, or just, oh, I don't know, actively listening, would have been something that that would have solved a lot of these problems. And. I, I hate people that that don't actively listen or you know that they don't they don't look into look into anything. But looking into things, I uh, I've quit Skoda, Soda, and I am drinking these things called Clear American water. They're about 58 cents, 48 cents at Walmart depending upon the day, I guess. And they are it's basically sparkling water. Uh, they're about 17 ounces of sparkling water. Only really two grams of sugars. Not, not that much in there, but they've got a lot of great flavors, and I am an addict. I love me some apple. Uh, what is it called here? Because I know I had like three of them for dinner night. Honey crisp apple is the flavor that I really really dig. There's a watermelon cucumber flavor that's pretty amazing. They've got a they've got another flavor that's uh, I, I oh god what is it? It's like a there's a watermelon cucumber which is really good. It's called Blanco fruit or something like that. It's like grapefruit flavored, which really tastes like soda. But the the hunting crisp apple really kind of gives me the soda the soda the flavor with a kick on it, and uh, it it's very strong flavors. The fizz is very nice. It's it's a very soda-y fizz, and I it, it's a nice little replacement. It, it comes in a little bit cheaper than soda, which is what I like. And uh, they have a lot of great flavors. They they they've got a uh, cherry li- lemonade, which is really really awesome. Oh, that's right. I had two cherry lemonades tonight. They have that Blanco. They have something called a Huckleberry, which is fan freaking tastic. They've got some blackberry. They got the blackberry flavor as well too. Uh, just a lot of great flavors that I really really like. Uh, the fizzy water is coming back. I, I got on a soda kick for a little while where I just wanted the the harsh soda. Did that for a couple of months and now I'm I'm back in my my fizzy water kick. Fizzy water, fizzy water is awesome. I love it fizzy water should never change it, it's just way too tasty it's way too good so I did I, I, I'll touch on this for a quick second because we got like a couple minutes left here I uh, I did a whole other podcast last night and I was gonna I was gonna talk about a bunch of a bunch of things and I listened to it last uh, I listened to it the night before right, right before I went to bed and you ever make something and you just look at it and you're just like Oh, that's garbage that's absolute garbage. So I had to redo it. And I think what, what really helps me out here is if I, if it, you know, when they talk about you doing a presentation and you put like an outline, I actually have an outline sitting on my computer screen to the right of all the things that I wanted to talk about. And I ended up talking about maybe like, maybe like three quarters of them, which is pretty damn good for me to stay on topic. But, uh, so this is a redone podcast. Number one Oh five. I hope everyone had a great Valentine's day. Uh, I hope you all got what you wanted out of it. Love you guys. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And enjoy the, uh, the rest of the weekend. Later, everybody.